Uh, sorry about the Devils. Yeah, sports are bad. Yeah, sports suck. Let's talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Pinstripe Alley Podcast. I'm no, sports are bad. Oh. Sean, are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. Right. I don't like sports, and I don't want to talk about them, so let's talk about them. Well, wait, what What sports are you actually upset about right now? Because uh, I know the Yankees didn't play yesterday, or Wednesday, as the day we were recording this. Uh, the Devils did, and I do believe they lost, so sorry, buddy. I am I am mad about the Devils and I'm still not happy about the Yankees after because the most recent game I watched was Tuesdays and that was just a cluster bunt. Oh, that was that was quite embarrassing, no, no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, losing nine nothing was it nine no nine one because uh, Miguel Andujar decided to like do stuff at the end of the game, which was nice of him. I think it no it was ruined Matt's recap, but that's small price to pay for his first stinger. Well, that's what you get for, you know, pre-writing the recap. I know. I never pre-wrote my recaps back when I did them, just cause, for that reason, because I knew something would happen. And I was like, ah, delete, 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 and there we go. Yeah, I think I've done a grand total of, like, three recaps in my PSA career, <laughs> maybe four. I enjoy, and... I actually enjoy writing recaps to a certain point, but being that I pretty much do the, uh, you know, the link dumps, you know, four days a week... I just like, eh, let some of the newer writers take that. My, my recapping days are well behind me unless uh, <laughs> Tyler or Kent, uh, Caitlin need me for an emergency recap. Yeah, for me, I'm like, I don't know if I should be like, you know, saying this, but I'm the first person to be like, you know what, this game sucks. I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> and, well, if I'm committed to doing the recap, I don't really have that luxury. And I also don't want to be the guy who has to be, like, recapping awake at, like, 3 a.m. of, like, a 19-inning BS game. I like having I like having the ability to exit. So, yeah, unless somebody needs me to cover because something happened, you won't be seeing me sign up for recaps. And I'm pretty sure the four that I have recapped are all because uh, Mearns, he was with uh, PSA, couldn't actually do the recap. So that, that, That's peak Mearnsing right there. Classic Merns. What a, what a jerk. Well, speaking of Merns, uh, and speaking of uh, Andujar, let's talk about our first major topic, being yes. that he did hit a home run, so we got to hear um, John Sterling's home run call for it, which was uh, Andujar hits it far, uh, and he was getting Miggy with it. And it's a good call! Yeah, I have no problem with that at all. It's, I, I mean, love this! I didn't know Sterling knew the 90s existed. Well, he did start his – I don't know if he started – I forget if he started in 89 or a little bit later, but that's around the time where he was really uh, ingrained in the Yankees broadcasting system. Well, yeah, I just meant like I didn't know he knew – rather, I didn't know he knew 90s music existed oh, better. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. I needed to <laughs> The fact that he referenced getting Miggy with it, like <laughs> you, knew, you knew how to say those words? Impressive. I mean, what's funny is everyone kind of expected – the first one, you know, the first part of it, but for him to add the uh, getting Miggy with it in there, it's good stuff. Yeah. Like, if it was just, oh, Andujar hit one far, I'd be like, all right, yeah, that's a call. That sounds about right. It's not really overwhelmingly awesome, but it's not really underwhelming. It's just completely whelming. Yes, it's we're pretty whelmed. <laughs> I am completely whelmed. But then you throw in getting Miggy with it, and I'm like, all right, Johnson, let's do this. Bravo, bravo. I love how this is, like, our most important topic. Well, what else are we going to talk about? I know. What else Nothing else we... is good. Yeah, what else are we going to... Oh, I mean, a little bit more good news. Uh, the uh, Greg Bird is healing well, so that's cool. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, Yes, they're... no, he is... Uh, I, think, I think he was hitting off a tee, was it yesterday or the day before? So that's, like, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, some sometime uh, podcast time travel not too long ago, um, and yeah, so everything is looking good. You know, knock on wood, um, everything's looking okay. He seems to be 
uh, even a little bit ahead of schedule. It's like it's looking more uh, six weeks rather than eight weeks. So that would be like late May, early June, hopefully. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's still. I don't know if it's ahead of schedule or right on schedule. Like the early part of the on schedule, I guess, if you want to call it that. Because I think it was like mid-May to like, you know, beginning of June was like the timetable for him to return to the, not just game action, but the Yankees. And so if he gets to like game action by like the first or second week of May, or like rather at this point, the first week of May, then, you know, within like, you know, with a couple weeks in Scranton or wherever he does his rehab, he could potentially see, like, you know, playing time with the Yankees in mid to late May or, you know, first week of June. Yeah. The good news is he says he's feeling better, which, like, I want to believe, but then he did try going all macho man throughout spring, so I don't know if I do believe it, but I'm just going to take, I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt and hope he actually is feeling better. Yeah, here's hoping. I mean, yeah. again, like, I just hope he doesn't, you know, Jacoby Ellsbury it and gets a third injury on top of the second injury <laughs> being from the first injury. And he just also just got a paperclip. Oh, uh, paperclip, paper cut. Damn it. Nice try. <laughs> I tried, damn it. Nice try. But, yeah, I know. At this, I loved uh, during the game, uh, one of the games, Michael K was like, uh, you really can't make up what's happening to Ellsbury. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure we all could make up some weird injuries that are happening to Ellsbury because at this point they all seem plausible. <laughs> it's like, I, I almost get what he's saying. I, I think you're both right. If that's weird, which I never really want to give Michael credit, Michael K credit for being right. But I get what he's trying to say though. <laughs> no, that's absurd. It's, it's, he went from what was it? What was the initial injury? I don't even remember. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Was the hip the second injury? I think the hip was the second injury. There might have been some flu-like symptoms thrown in there, so maybe if you want to consider those, like the hip might have been actually the third thing. Oh, was it was it his oblique? That sounds about right. It went from oblique to hip to plantar fasciitis. His right heel. Yeah, and yet and it keeps switching sides too. His right oblique was hurt, and then his left hip, and then now he has plantar fasciitis in his right heel. So his left pinky toe is about to go all the way home, or just like disintegrate something weird, or <laughs> spontaneously catch on fire. Yes, <laughs> just bubble wrap your toe. Makeup, my god. I love how I said uh, Jason had the articles, like, the Yankees don't need Jacoby Ellsbury anymore, and I just read that title, I'm like, you know, they never really needed him in the first place, which was kind I think of, some, kind somebody of, actually commented with that, too. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that was my, that was always my problem with the Jacoby Ellsbury signing. I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, we have Brett Gardner, and Jacoby Ellsbury will, for the most part, hopefully just be a better Brett Gardner, and it turns out he's actually a worse Brett Gardner. Yeah, and it was um, Talking Turtles was our PSA commenter who apparently gets a shout out on today's Passat. I was like, the Yankees don't need Jacoby Ellsbury anymore. My response to this headline was, did we ever? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and just because I want to, you know, torture myself, I, f I forget if it was Tuesday or I think it was uh, Tuesday where uh, Cano. Um, oh, we're going to do this? Yeah. We're, we're just going to do this right now? I, I I'm think already hurting. I, I'm sorry, but... I, I guess I, this is the time to do it, rather than, like, you know, bring me down when I'm, like, you know, feeling good about life. While I'm down, just kick me while I'm down. I think I prefer it. Yeah, well, yeah, with uh, career home run, uh 302, Robinson Cano surpasses Roger Hornsby for second most all-time among MLB's second baseman. Huh. Oh, Remember that time the Yankees had a prime, like, in his prime superstar, and, like, he was playing for them, and you and he's going to make the Hall of Fame, and then they were like, nah. Let's not negotiate with him. Nah. Let's give him a slightly better deal than currently on his third injury, Jacoby Ellsbury. But, you know, he, wants to, he needs to want to play for the pinstripes. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, James Smythe uh, of... Uh, yes, Booth fame was, uh, he said, since 2014, uh, Robinson Cano, 
21.2 war, uh, second in MLB, Altuve at 27.5. Yankees second baseman, 4.4 war, tied for third lowest between the Brewers, the Rangers, and New York. You know what? I'm actually not even that mad about the second base situation anymore. I didn't realize their war was that high. <laughs> They're exceeding expectations. <laughs> it's been bad, people. Oh, you know what? I guess Sterling Castro, he was a thing where, like, he was awful, but he wasn't that bad, I guess. I well, kind of forgot he, about him well, and him when, being a Yankee. Again, when you're coming off of, you know, Brian Roberts, Stephen Drew, and hoping for Rob Refschneider, uh, Starling Castro probably looks good in that, you know, in that regard. And then, <laughs> then, then he reminds you that he's Starling Castro when he swings at a ball that's in the other batter's box hitting the dirt. You know, let's talk about that for a second. I don't understand why pitchers just don't throw everything in the dirt at him. Yeah. Like, three feet in front of him, just in the dirt. Just do it. If he hits it, great. If he walks, fine. But you know he's not going to walk every time because he's going to swing. It's in his blood. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. If you're throwing Starlin Castro a fastball down the middle, you deserve to be demoted. <laughs> oh. I'm Castro. I I don't know if I'll ever forgive the Yankees for just letting Cano walk without any kind of negotiation at all. Yeah, that's how I felt about D-Rob, but then they got him back, so I have slightly forgiven them, but I'm still mad that there was a a time where he wasn't a Yankee. It just kills me. Like, again, uh, nine years of uninjured all-star play, and you just decide... Let's lowball him and not negotiate, you know. But all right, let's 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 move off this topic because yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. Let's move on to more cheerful topics like uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Is that really a cheerful topic right now? No. <laughs> no. Man, your definition of cheerful is not mine. <laughs> no, it is not. But but you know, I guess I am still happy he's a Yankee as much as. Oh, I'm, ex- I'm yeah. so ecstatic he's a yeah. Yankee. It's just... As much as it hasn't been great so far, but he's also Giancarlo Stanton. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, let's let's not beat around the bush. He's swinging at trash. Like, he yeah. has some trash swings when he's up there. And it's Like I said yesterday, I'm, he's just trying to, you know, ease the pain to make sure we don't miss Starlin Castro that much. He's doing a bang-up job of it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... He, yeah, he's just swinging at trash right now. But, uh, you know, he had a great road trip. You know, he had a pretty solid road trip. So, you know, could be pressure of actually being in front of fans that cheer and or boo him. Uh, who knows? And I, um, Alex Putterman, or at Alex Putterman, put up a good stat. It's like, on this date last year, again being uh, Wednesday, Giancarlo Stanton was hitting 226 with three home runs and a 715 OPS. He wound up winning the NL MVP. So as he as he probably says, like we can take a little breath here. It's like Giancarlo Stanton will probably be fine. Yeah, and I think just like throughout his career, he hasn't always kind of had like slowish Aprils. So it's not really anything new. It's just I guess new for Yankee fans, but. At the end of the day, he's Giancarlo Stanton, and he's a Greek god and on planet Earth. So we'll give him we'll give him some time. A bit of time. I'm done. That's it. I'm over him. Yeah. Send him back. Send him back. Call up the kids. Play the kids. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know who would play over him because uh, Jake Cave is. Well, wait, Jake Cave is on the Twins now, so. Let's just see. I'm not 100% sure Jake Cave is on the Yankees. No, that's right. He went to the Twins. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, and I think everyone else is dead. Probably. Oh well. Yeah, I think they're dead. All right, we can we can stop. You know, we can stop watching baseball. Yep. Go well, the Red Sox won the division anyway, so. Oh yes, obviously on uh, April as of this recording, 18th. Yep. So. They're they're the 98 Yankees, but you know probably even better than that. Oh, did you see the Boston Globes thing where they sh- tried to say that oh uh, Mookie Betts was better than Mike Trout? It, like, it was so bizarre. Like, because I, 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 technically they didn't try and say that, but they were like trying to make it seem like it's a debate. Like, who would you rather have? And let's just be honest, 
the conversation is, it's not even, like, Mookie Betts is great. I wish he was not on the Red Sox so I could like him more because I do like Mookie Betts, but he's a Red Sox. He's a sock. I guess, that's so weird. It's so stupid, I don't like stupid, him. Have we ever discussed how stupid of a name that is for a team? It's so dumb. It It's just as bad as, like, the non-plural name, like the Tampa Bay Lightning, who I currently really hate right now. I kind of like some of the non... Like, the Utah Jazz, I think, is a great team name, even though I don't really associate Jazz with Utah, but... Well, I think they used to be the New Orleans Jazz, then they got... Then they moved to Utah and just kept the name, so it made more sense one day, like, at one point in history... Well, that that pretty much um, is all my basketball knowledge. I I'm dead serious. I only recently found out, probably about a year ago, that the Los Angeles Lakers used to be a Minnesota team. Yes, Los Angeles is not known for its Lakers. Exactly, and I never even <laughs> considered that because that's how little I follow basketball. And I thought about it, it's like, huh? Yeah, that does make a lot more sense than Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers. Yeah, no. Um... A few weeks ago, a friend of mine and I were having this conversation, and yeah, I don't really follow basketball that much either, but I am very into, like, team names and, like, mascots, so I guess, so I did a little bit of, like, digging into this, like, you know, just one day or throughout the years when I was bored, I was like, oh, so the Utah Jazz used to be the New Orleans Jazz, that makes a lot more sense. But, oh well. (laughs) But yeah, no, Ending a team name with X is just just as dumb. And you're what are you a sock? You're, nobody's a sock. You're a sock. But the point being, going back to the original conversation, is that like if you're going to have this debate, like oh, if you had one, if who would you rather have, Mike Trout or Player X? Player X is has to be like Bryce Harper, not Mookie Betts. Yeah, exactly. That's and even still, Mike Trout is one hundred percent the answer. I love Harper, but Mike Trout is one hundred percent the correct answer. And anybody else, anybody who says otherwise is wrong. But at least that's still a conversation to have. Exactly. But and again, that's not a knock on uh, Betts either. Like he's a legit superstar. He's a very good player. But Mike Trout is just otherworldly. Yeah. Shaw, who would you rather have, Mike Trout or Aaron Judge? David Robertson. Okay, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, <laughs> nice segue there. <laughs> uh. But oh, just adding a little bit more to this, I think it was um a week or so ago. Craig Calcaterra on like Twitter asked like, who would you rather have in their prime, like Alex Rodriguez or David Ortiz? And like, there are people who are like, oh, give me Bobby, give me ba- uh, David Ortiz. I'm like, you're all wrong. Yeah, no, it's it's not even close. It's it, that's still not a question. <laughs> it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It actually kills me that. David Ortiz is probably going to go to the Hall of Fame, and it took Edgar Martinez, uh, you know, if he does get in next year, it took him forever, whereas Ortiz might be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and like, good lord. Which is just absurd. It's so absurd. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um, I don't want to spend more time talking about the Red Sox or Ortiz. We could talk about the Devils some more if you'd like. No. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> did I sound uh, ultra defeated? Because that's what I was going for. Uh, you did. So, congratulations. All right, Thank you. Let's actually talk about a happier topic. Uh, Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres. Glaber Good. Yes. Um, he He's doing okay in uh, AAA Scranton Wilkes Bar right now. Uh, I think he that's is. an understatement. Yes. Just a tad bit. He's been, like... He showed his like signs of rust and not having played baseball in a long time during spring training, but then, you know, he's gone to Scranton and for the Rail Riders, he's just done nothing but hit and it's been great. There was a little bit of a scare earlier in the week when uh they took him out of the game, but uh it turns out like he was just like stiffening up and it was like because of the cold and so they were just being extra cautious with it. And then today, in his like first at bat coming back, he hit like a booming double, according to Twitter at least. Yeah, booming so, double, and I think two more walks and a sack fly. So, uh, look, I mean, the conversation is clearly there, and everyone's starting to have it. It's like, when are you calling him up? And again, as of Wednesday, again, the day we recorded this Basop, um, the Yankees will get that extra year of service time from him. So, I think the call to, if he keeps doing what he's doing at AAA, 
and Tyler Wade keeps not hitting as well as he is. Um, well, Maybe I mean, time for a swap. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I mean, that's the weird thing. They're playing him more at third base than they are at second base, so which yeah. is. I don't know if it's concerning, but it's I'm curious because with Wade not hitting, you would figure the more appropriate place for him right now would be second base. Well, so I think he's been playing third base for like about a week now, week and a half, like kind of consistently or at least more so than second. And so I'm wondering if that possibly had to, anything to do with Brandon Drury and his migraines and the Yankees just having no idea what the hell is up with that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I did read that uh, Drury got new um, medication, which should hopefully help with the migraines and blurred vision. But I, I still yeah, haven't really I think seen. He took it. batting practice too earlier in the week. That's good, but I haven't seen like an official re- like diagnosis yet for any of these. So I think the diagnosis is just shrug emoji. <laughs> it's like we don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Torres has been playing third base. I know uh, earlier Aaron Boone had say had said that you know if and when well not if but when they do eventually call up Glaber Torres they're not gonna they don't want him to be like moving around positionally too much they kind of want to keep him at one place for the most part at least you know he's he has the ability to play shortstop second base third base so they'll use that to their advantage when they can but for the most part they want to keep him at one position and let him work on that. So the timing would be curious. Also, um, Brian Cashman had a quote after the game on Tuesday, the the crappy loss to the Marlins, when they were asking about Glaber Torres, you know, like, will you call him up anytime soon? And his response kind of, like, stuck with me, where he's like, well, we need the guys who are here to be playing well. And I think just that said it a lot about where they kind of feel what they kind of feel right now and I think I agree with it because right now there's a lot of pressure to call up Torres because the team is crappy and you know playing not the team isn't crappy they're playing like crap and so you know it'd be like oh Glaber Torres could give them like you know the boost that they need but I really don't want to have to call up Glaber Torres because he needs to like save this team or like you know lift up this team it just doesn't seem like the timing is actually necessarily right for that no i, I actually, know what you, no i agree with you like you know you want him to come up and just kind of seamlessly like slide into the position whereas you know if you're calling him up now it's like save us glaber save us please yeah it's just it it seems like it's a little bit too much pressure and like the energy around the yankees just isn't great right now even like i'm not saying like you know as a team they're they don't like each other or anything like that i don't know what the team chemistry is like for all i know it's mostly the same team that was there last year and they seem to like each other it's just there's a lot of negative juju there right now and i don't know if glaber torres needs to be thrown into that just yet yeah no exactly and like i agree with cashman because you need them to play better because you actually need to see like what what they have like because, you know, and, and Duhar is starting to hit better. And, you know, for the most part, his defensive third has been pretty good. I mean, not fantastic. You know, there are a couple of, you know, down-the-line infield hits that, you know, maybe a more experienced third baseman gets. But, I mean, those are those are tough plays, so it's hard to really judge him on that. Plus, it's cold as cold as, uh, balls out. And yeah. the other thing is on the, on the second base side, yeah, Tyler Wade's not... Uh, you know, he's doing fine defensively for the most part, but, you know, offensively he's been kind of lackluster, and so is, you know, Neil Walker. I mean, everyone's talking about Giancarlo Stanton and his lackluster start, but Neil Walker has not had the best of starts either. So, you know, Neil Walker came cheap, so I don't care, but that's right. why I think it's more curious why he's not going, you know, if they're going to call up uh, Glaber, he'd be going to th- third base rather than second just because both wade and walker are not doing well and with greg bird coming back eventually you would want to move neil walker to second so yeah and i think um like i said i think the biggest thing about third base has to probably do with you know brandon jury being hurt so it's like oh you know we might need him here more than because they probably figured you know we have tyler wade we have neil walker that's for second and all that but as of, you know, like the last few games, Miguel Andujar's bat has kind of come alive. 
Oh yeah, like he broke he broke up the no hitter in the Marlins game because the Yankees were of course being no hit, and then he had that like you know that home run that was like a very loud like you know well hit home run, and even before that I I don't remember exactly what he'd been doing but like I want to see the last like four or five games and Doors hit well so like you said like the place to put him right now would be second base where they haven't really been playing him. And so I do think the Yankees are thinking, you know, let's give him a little bit more time. Cause it's, and it's also, it's only been a couple weeks. It wasn't that long ago that Glaber Torres looked really rusty and really bad in spring training. He's cleaned off the rust. He's good. He's, he's the best. He's he, the second coming. He's going to he be great. He left the rust in Tampa. Yes. He's going to be incredible. Yes. He's going to come and save us. That's, that's my prediction. Glaber Torres, the hero. But no, you bring up a good point too with all the, you know, pressure. That was the one thing I think helped uh, Gary Sanchez in 2016 when they called him up. It's because they were at that point. You know, they were pretty much. You know, they had traded. You know, Chapman and uh, Miller. So they were pretty much saying, like, look. You know, we're not saying we're giving up, but we don't. You know, we need to sell some pieces and rebuild the farm. But hey, it's also a good chance to see what Gary Sanchez can do. And although. It is kind of hard to judge because in 2017, Gary Sanchez was also incredible in, eight, in August. So August might just be Gary Sanchez's, you know, incredible month. And right. He just gets superhuman powers in, in August. Exactly. So, but I'm just saying, like, there was really no pressure on Sanchez to do what he did. And he just, you know, came up and almost won the rookie of the year and he should have but let's not get into that that's a whole uh, we do a whole podcast on that but <laughs> no but i i think i think you're right and even last year like for aaron judge i know technically he was called up in september and he kind of sucked butts but no he was called up around uh, mid-august i believe because i was at that game when he was called up him and tyler austin and i saw that was august i believe so because uh, I saw those, either way. <laughs> I saw those two home runs live, and oh my god, I'll still I'll still never forget that um, first hit home run that Judge hit because it almost cleared the freaking Mohegan Sun monstrosity. Oh yeah, it was August 13 of 2016. All right, mid August, that was right. Yeah, good for you. Great for the win. <laughs> but yeah, the point is that like, um, I'm not really considering that his like first go at it i'm considering i'm just ignoring that because it wasn't really that pretty but his real rookie time came you know last year obviously and again last year was supposed to be like another rebuilding year and they weren't supposed to be that great and there was not that much pressure on judge to like you know be great or do anything and right now the yankees are in a completely different situation than they were a year ago where Last year, it would just be like, oh, if we make the playoffs, that'd be awesome. But I don't expect them to. Now it's like World Series or bust expectations, which may be, you know, too high expectations. But it just doesn't – it just doesn't seem to be like the right time to call up Gleyber Torres. Yeah. And I guess, you know, again, let's not get – we're Yankee fans, so of course our expectations are high. But really, we do have to consider that, you know, this team is still a young – up-and-coming team i mean even like if you look at the houston astros their whole rebuild that still took like a couple years before they were ready same with the cubs took a couple years before they were ready and same with the the royals even before them it took a few years before you know their team was fully formed into the voltron that wins the world series so it also didn't take long for the royals to be really bad so that was awesome exactly they uh they created pretty fast (laughs) I mean, I don't know if the Astros or Cubs will crater as fast as the Royals did, but who knows? They do seem to be a little bit better equipped to handle, you know, time. I mean, just just extend the good, you know, extend your good players and keep working around them. Well, the Astros did with uh, Altuve. They gave him a really good extension. Yeah, that was a, that was one of the better moves of the offseason. Like, you, you absolutely keep Altuve. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. he is your franchise superstar. You do not let him go. Like, you know, a certain second baseman on the Yankees. Who Let's not get into that again. Let's go back. <laughs> I'll never be over No, that. but yeah. Um, crap, I thought I had something there to add. <laughs> yeah, but 
I mean, that's that's really what you have to do. I mean, so, but anyway, I think the point we're getting at was, like, you know, these kind of things take time, and we're... Yeah, and that's not to say, you know, we're necessarily against Torres being called up either. I mean, I'm kind of assuming I'm, I can speak for you on that. Like, you wouldn't be against it either. If they call him up tomorrow, uh, I'm going to scream in, in horror. I'm going to be so mad. I'm writing Brian Cashman a strongly worded letter. Yes, I have a blog, Dear and sir. I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> no, and... I do think if they do decide, you know, maybe this is the, 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 it is the time right now to call them up. I'm sure it'll be the right decision. It's just, it doesn't seem like that's where they're going and I'm leaning towards agreeing with it. I still don't feel comfortable about it because I feel like a week ago I would have been like, yeah, call them up. Yeah. I mean, I wanted them to break camp with him. So, you know, I didn't care about the extra year of service time. I was like, if he's good, keep, bring him up, you know, right. immediately. But. You know, from a business standpoint, it makes more sense to keep him down till now, which, you know, they should probably work on changing in the next uh, CBA talks and all that. But, yeah. um, no, I mean, I they should do what they feel is right at this point. And again, it is still, it's April 18th slash the 20th, which is when this is probably released. So, you know, we're still very, very early into the season. Yeah. And also... Let's not for, as you mentioned earlier, it's cold as balls outside. Yeah, the, we just recently had some trouble with cold. Let's maybe let's maybe wait till the weather's warmed up a little. Yeah, the weather has been like quite terrible this April for not just for the Yankees but for like everybody. I mean, I yeah. you know, like I live in Minneapolis now. We literally got two feet of snow uh, last weekend, like two feet. Not I'm not even exaggerating. And you know they canceled like. The, the Friday, uh, the Twins games here, they canceled the Friday one because of uh, rain, and then they canceled the Saturday and Sunday one be just because of the snow. And it's just like, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yes. Well, this past weekend here in, like, the New York area was, like, the biggest, like, letdown because Friday and Saturday of last week was – it was beautiful outside. It was, like, 70s and 80 even it hit. And I was like, all right, yeah, we're finally getting there. And then it's been cold again. Lovely. Yeah. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. But, yeah, no, weather's been bad. Uh, you know what we should talk about? The Yankees' defense has been, you know, bad. Yeah, and that's all Aaron Boone's fault, because he's been telling them, go out and just commit all the errors. Maybe like Girardi, you know, Girardi would never have them yeah. immediately, you know, intentionally do, commit errors. I, I do enjoy how Joe Girardi is now the Yankee, like the ideal Yankee manager for people when they they couldn't wait to get rid of him, and they were like so many people were rejoicing at the fact that the Yankees didn't decided not to bring him back, and now all of a sudden it's like, but give me back Girardi, give me back Girardi. Yeah, exactly. And not for nothing, I think Boone like. The, so his first week wasn't great, you know. He made some questionable bullpen decisions and all that, but I do think we haven't or nobody's really mentioned him over the last like you know week or week and a half or two weeks now, which is I, I'm guessing just like a sign of good things. And I haven't really noticed anything where I'm like, oh hey, you know, Aaron Boone, don't do that, you suck. Yeah, but I mean, like again, <laughs> Boone, you know, there's just like the questionable, uh, you know, questionable decision of maybe letting Tommy Canely pitch too long just because, you know, who knows, that might have actually contributed to his now new stint on the DL. I don't know. Oh, yeah, but, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, Luis Sessa up and immediately dead. <laughs> I mean, he literally, like, pitched two innings and then went on the DL, so that was it. kind of impressive. Uh, it was funny because he had, like, the best performance of the night. I know. Which is, he, he shut <laughs> me up. He gave it his all and then died. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, maybe Sessa's future is in the bullpen. My my guess is it probably is, because he's really shown me nothing that says he's a starter. But, yeah. yeah, no, so people are getting injured. And just, like, a lot of errors. I mean, some are, some have been, you know, just not terrible errors. Just, like, you know, bad hops or something. And some have just been bad throws or... You know, just, yeah, but, just overall sloppy, just sloppy baseball, yeah. Yeah, and that's a lot of what contributed to Tuesday's crap because 
like Tanaka had to get like four or five extra outs before he could get out of an inning because, you know, guys that should have been out were reaching on errors. And it's like, oh, crap, you know, I thought I was done. Guess I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but again, I hope that I would say like April is probably like the both the best and worst month of baseball. Just because yeah. your expectations are so high, you know everything's looming, everything's great, and even if it, if it does great, you're like, oh, we're gonna go, and then it kind of craters off. But if it does start slow or bad, and like, ugh, it's just a, it's a slog. Yeah, and like I was talking to uh, Tyler about this earlier, and we were mentioning that you know there is some, you know, it's it's definitely not just going to magically be okay. There are definitely some worrying signs with the Yankees, I guess, but there's also just the fact that, you know, their true talent level is better than what they're playing. So it, it will get better. Just there is still hope. It's not like doomed season and it's, it's okay to call them out for being bad, but to say that season's over and, you know, everything's awful and doomed is just, just typical April overreaction. Fireboon. Fireboon. <laughs> That's all I have to say on the matter. Yes. <laughs> all right. I think that's it for you know our, our primary topics. Oh, we have one major one, and we did find this kind of weird. Did you? Apparently, there are people in this world who open bananas from the reverse, the opposite end. Yeah, I was waiting until we got to this because we have somebody on our staff who does this apparently. Yeah, Caitlin Rogers, uh, she apparently does open the banana from the, the uh, opposite end because she actually it says it's easier. And I just find it disturbing, but I'm going to try it. It makes me uncomfortable because she, like, so the, the way to do it is you have to like pinch it and like it'll create like an opening and then you peel it normally. But, you know, the if you open a banana the normal way... <laughs> There's there's a little like stem at the top where if you just pull that, it'll peel like normally. So there's no need for pinching and reverse holding. Yes. I, and I've seen some people try to defend it, saying like, "Oh, well, if you hold it upside down, the stem actually acts as a handle." But like, it doesn't fully support the weight of the but banana. But like, there's, that's that doesn't make any sense. The physics of it are just ludicrous. There's no way that holds no. the whole banana. Open your bananas normally, people. I don't. I don't like to judge people for being different, but if you open a banana upside down in front of me, I will call you a monster because that's what you are. (laughs) You heard it here, Caitlin. (laughs) The artist formerly known as Pancakes is now known as Reverse Bananas. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's going to stick for a while, too. Oh, it definitely is. I really just, like, like I told you earlier, like, I can't wait for you to just, in totally normal conversation, it'll be like, oh, what... Why is uh, Aaron Boone uh, sticking with Dylan Batances too long? I was just telling Reverse Bananas this the other day, and it's just going to, like, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's totally the name of today's podcast. Yes. It has to be. Valley Podcast, Reverse Bananas. Oh, yeah. Without a question. But speaking of, uh, it's like, in addition, we forgot to talk about this before getting into reverse bananas, but uh, not only have they been, you know, committing errors, but their base running has been kind of bad. I don't know what's been good, to be honest. Judge and, and Didi. <laughs> Judge and Didi and D-Rob. And D-Rob. He's Actually, yeah, good. you know, I will say this. The bullpen has not been as terrible as lately. Like, Batances has been... They're starting to normalize, but then now, like, the rotation isn't. Yeah. Well, rotation's Although, also hurt, you know, Sabathia's... Yeah. Uh, well, he's scheduled to come back tomorrow, or he did come back yesterday, or tonight. I don't know when this well, is going up, so one of these three. I think he was scheduled to come back Tuesday, but because of the terrible weather, they, he was uh, pushed back. So, in a sense, maybe the weather did the Yankees a favor, except for the Tanaka start, but... Well, yeah, I don't remember. I think um, I think Luis Sessa was supposed to pitch one of like the games... And then, Sunday yeah, game. yeah, he was the, supposed to pitch the Sunday game, which would have been, I guess, Sabathia's spot. But then they were able to like move stuff around with days off, and 
we were saved to Luis, Luis as a start. So, but at least Severino had like a good bounce back game from, you know, the Red Sox game compared to the Marlins and he was just mowing them down. So that was at least fun. Yeah. The Red Sox need to stop winning. Be, It'd be nice. Yeah. And they broke Shohei Otani. Can we talk about that? I know. Well, apparently he had a splinter, which I'm totally blaming for, you know, the Red Sox uh, beating on him. Yeah, well, yeah. And if you saw where, like, the blister was, it was like, it's not where, like, it would normally develop for a pitcher. So it does seem like it was from, you know, him batting. And he does wear batting gloves, but I don't know what's going on. But the Red Sox broke Shohei Otani, and that's not okay. No. He has been, like, one of my... Again, like, he's been, like, the best player to watch. I'm sorry. Like, if he's batting or he's pitching, I will be turning to the Angels game because he's been having, like, the hottest possible start. Yeah, and it's been awesome because it's a great storyline, and it's it's just so compelling because... We don't, it's unprecedented, at least, you know, in this day and age, for somebody to do both and be good at both. And the Red Sox broke him, and I will never forgive him. Yep. I mean, we never would anyway, but... Oh, no, but... All right. Screw the Red Sox. All right, so uh, I do believe it's time for our Yankee and (laughs) Mitre of the Week. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That'll get you every time. It really will. <laughs> so, uh, Shaw, who's your Yankee of the Week? Uh, my Yankee of the Week is actually going to be Sir Didi Gregorius. Good because choice. he's been awesome. And, well, there's really only like three good Yankees right now. But um, uh, there was a, a stat up the other day on like one of the during one of the telecasts. And it showed like Didi Gregorius is one of the, like the AL leaders in walks. And he already... He's already like almost at halfway to his total number of walks that he did. He had all of last year because he only walked like 25 times last year, some absurdly low number. And last year was a great breakout year for him. And now he's just, in addition to his power and hitting skills, which haven't diminished, he's added patience and like pitch recognition to it. So he's taking his walks, he's hitting his hits, and he's like hitting them hard. Again, like it, I said, it's scary. Like I said in the last sop. It's scary to think that he's actually, like, getting better. Every single year. Yeah. I mean... Literally Shane Green. Literally Shane Green. Uh, but maybe that should be my Yankee of the Week, Shane Green. <laughs> Shane Green, you're my Yankee <laughs> of the Week. You gave us Didi Gregorius. Yes. No, uh, my Yankee of the Week is it's gonna go to uh, Miguel Andujar. You know, he's been... You know, his bat's been coming alive, and again, like... Like I have a lot of high hopes for him, and again, the defenses look good, so he's starting to have much better appearances at the plate, and again, like, I really hope he does excel, because, you know, having him at third base is, you know, very exciting. I, I like watching him hit doubles, and his bat looks like it's about ready to explode, and definitely a good choice uh yeah like we, we're starting to see it come alive and i'm ready for it oh uh, you know i just found out what my girlfriend was laughing about back there because <laughs> my girlfriend's watching the uh uh puerto rico series between the twins and cleveland and mm-hmm. uh andahar hit they're in the at this point they're in the 14th inning at the top of the 14th uh encarnacion hit a home run to give it a one nothing lead and now um Miguel Sano hit a home run, so it's tied 1-1 at the bottom of the Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I did not realize this game was in the 14th inning. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy because there was, like, a risk of this game not being played because Puerto Rico, you know, they had an entire island-wide blackout for, like, the second time in a week. Yeah. And it sucks what's going on down there because they're still suffering from, like, the hurricanes. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know, I think the stadium if, has backup generators, which because I, I actually thought the game would be canceled, I didn't know. But I came yeah, home and so, I was like, "Oh no, they're still playing." I'm like, "Oh, well, that's good." Yeah, I saw earlier that um, you know, like a lot of the hotels in the area, like they were still they still had power because of backup generators and like the emergency places, and yeah, I'm guessing the stadium as well. And it's good because if you know, baseball gives like something the people of Puerto Rico to rally around and get excited about and. You know, these times, I'm all for it, and it's awesome. I don't know if you watched uh, Tuesday's game, but 
I you know I was watching while also slightly watching the Yankees game because at some point I pretty much tuned out after the first inning. But 100% the right decision. <laughs> oh yes. So I was watching the uh, Twins Cleveland game. And when Francisco Lindor hit that home run, that stadium absolutely erupted, and it was a beautiful sight. Oh, I I, I didn't watch it live, um, but I did see the highlights of it. Yeah, and it was incredible to watch. But look, and then for some reason, he felt the need to apologize afterwards because like he got all excited and was like, no, he wasn't showing off. He was just like in the moment and living. And it just sucks that like. We ha- he he felt even felt the need to apologize and like you know to their credit I mean at least it doesn't seem like the twins said anything they said, that no, like, no I trust me yeah because like uh, Maya and I once we saw the, like the Landor thing it was like wait did the twins say anything because you know we were looking on Twitter's like the twins didn't say anything about this like you know and and they, we know like Dozier had his you know <laughs> say, it's old, not an unprecedented but yeah Grumper had his grumpy old thing at you know, a bunt during the last, uh, you know, during the first series. But, I mean, they said nothing about this. And then one of the Twins beat writers, uh, Mike Bernardino, you know, confirmed, like, yeah, the Twins said absolutely nothing about this. Just one reporter happened to ask about the how the home run felt, and Lendor felt the need to apologize. It's less, you know, detriment to the Twins. You know, it's less a mock in the Twins because they were fine with it. It's more just yeah, no. how MLB tries to keep this whole – unwritten rules crap about not having fun and it's like come on like the fact that he felt the need to apologize to like baseball for that is just so sad yeah because it's it's either like somebody it was either somebody said something like which obviously they didn't but like you know that's one of the things or you know the next time they play like he's gonna get a freaking fastball to his head or to his back or whatever because they thought he was showboating or some crap and which is still just stupid you're literally assaulting a human being for being happy yeah, exactly. And like I said, like we don't know that the twins were upset. They didn't say anything, so they were fine. If, like they, in fact, yeah, I, like nothing would have happened. But just the fact that like the idea even creeped into you know his head is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, I mean, the twin. Like I think they asked like both Dozier and uh, Joe Maurer about it, and they didn't even know he apologized. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, so yeah. That that game's still going on. We might be done recording this before that game is done, which is you know pretty amazing. So, uh, but anyway, so Shaw, who's your uh, Mitre of the week? Uh, I think I'm gonna give it to Tommy Canely. And did he get I... it last week? Did he? I don't remember. One of well, those I think last week he like... got. Oh well, yeah, I think he get got it last week for just sucking. Yeah. But I'm gonna give it to him this week because. He got put on the di- disabled list with shoulder tendonitis, and maybe this is undeserving, but I'm just going to assume that he's been hiding some sort of discomfort or pain or injury and, you know, trying to pitch through the pain and be, you know, Mr. Macho Man. And it ended up costing the Yankees some games. Yeah. No, it did. Absolutely. So if I find out that, he, you know, he literally just felt it for the first time on Tuesday – then I'll revoke my Mitre of the week for him, but as of right now, he's a he's a repeat winner. Even though I don't remember if I gave it to him last week or you did. One of us did. Somebody did. Someone did. But uh, I I don't know. It's probably good the Waffles couldn't make this podcast. But I'm probably gonna give my Mitre of the week to Giancarlo Stanton. I hope it's like Boo. the last. Are you booing me or Giancarlo? I'm not sure right now. <laughs> But, no, like, look, I don't support booing him at the stadium. I only support booing, you know, actual Mitres. But it is actually frustrating to watch him his at-bats. You know, I yeah. – he, he, again, he's swinging at trash. He's, you know, we mocked Starling Castro for some of the stuff he swung at, and he just looks kind of – I mean, he had his good – you know, he had his good uh, series on the road, so I'll give him that. But his, his plate appearances right now just – Look at absolutely atrocious, and yeah, booing booing him when the Yankees are up eleven to nothing is absolutely <sighs> stupid because like who cares? But he just needs to figure it out and get his swing back, and I'm sure he will. But yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, you mentioned like Starling Castro, and like you know we laugh at that, but it's easy to laugh at that because 
We know that's just what Starlin Castro is. It's frustrating with Stanton because you know he's not that player. You know he's so much better than what he's doing right now, and that's where it's frustrating, whereas with Castro, it's literally just funny. Yeah. Especially now that he's not on the Yankees. Oh, I probably was frustrated with him when he was on the Yankees as well. <laughs> so it's easier to it's easier to not be frustrated with a, a frustrating player when he's not on your team. But Yeah, it's just he needs to just start seeing the ball better and again i think he will but but as of right now you know what he does indeed get my mitri of the week and you know aaron boone has changed his stance because like during the boston series he was asked is he going to consider moving stanton down he's like no i don't think so but then after the Marlins series he's like you know i i think i might do a little bit something he didn't confirm you know 100 percent that he's going to move stanton down but he said that he might and but he said not too far so i would imagine that either DD and or Gary are like hitting in front of him for uh the I think it's the Blue Jays series coming up but yeah figure it out please cuz I want to see your monster dongs I know we all do we yes. all do give me the dongs please <laughs> All right I think that about wraps it up for uh this week's Pasop uh, is uh give me the dongs please in contention for the title or is oh, you know, are we sticking with reverse oh, bananas? Oh, we're one hundred percent sticking with reverse bananas. <laughs> I think I think it's a, it, it would be, I think in a world without reverse bananas, give me all give me the dongs please might have won. Yes. Oh, absolutely. All right, I'll take solace in that. All right, maybe. Hey, it might win another day. It might because I'll I'll always want the dongs. As always, uh, you can like, comment, and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at I'm not an HR hitter. Shaw, where are you at today? I'm at Jeff Passan. <laughs> He's waging all the Twitter wars, so go ahead and at him, baby. <laughs> oh, absolutely. His uh, his tweet storms today were magnificent. Yes. So do the thing. If you have a problem with me, take it up with Jeff. All right. So, uh, as always, you can read our articles on, you know, Pinstripe Alley. I mean, I write link dumps, and you write an article here and there. I do. I have uh, usually a weekly one, at least. Yeah. Actually, actually, I did write an article recently, which was rare for me, but just had uh, some some venting to get out, some rage. That's usually yeah. when I write an article, when I'm upset about something, and it's just like, nope, need to write. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, my rage of, was about how the Yankees brawl was exactly what MLB wanted to use to pander to regular fans. You know, it's like, oh, you know, the rivalry's back. It's like, yeah, but half the team's still stuck, and you're suspending the players you're promoting for brawling. You know? Yeah. Which makes no yeah. sense to me. None whatsoever, but MLB gonna MLB, I guess. It's like, it's like, oh, you know, look at him, look at him go, look at him brawl, oh, the rivalry's back. By the way, you know, they're suspended because rules be rules. But rivalry's back! The rivalry's back! <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know, that's what I picture Rob Manfred doing in his office, while he, like, thinks of more ways to, like, hate baseball. I swear to God, it's like, not only, apparently, oh, that was a funny thing, uh, I think during, uh, this Twins-Cleveland uh, game, he was in the booth talking with ESPN, and he was saying, like, there's no award for Jackie Robinson. And it's like, the the Rookie of the Year award is named after Jackie Robinson. Do you not know that? Maybe he's also mad that Gary Sanchez didn't win and just is boycotting the award. Maybe. Maybe. But... Or more likely, he just doesn't know because he's Rob Manfred and doesn't know or like baseball. As if someone said, like, does he watch baseball? It's like, not only does he not watch it, I'm pretty sure he actively hates it. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm... what a weird thing, yeah, but uh, whatever. <laughs> agreed. All right, so uh, he is Kunshaw. I'm Greg Kirkland. Thank you for listening to the Pasop. And as always, uh, go Yankees. Caw-caw! <laughs> no, no woo? No woo? Just cacawing your I... way out? I cacawed today. I thought it was a good cacaw. It was a good cacaw. Thank you. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.